Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I cannot wait for you to hear today's conversation. I am talking with one of my summer 12 Weeks to Transformation clients. And, you know, I talk a lot about the work that I do with my clients, and I talk a lot about why we focus on mindset, even when the goal is something else. And that can intimidate a lot of people because they feel like if I focus on mindset, it means I'm not focusing on the thing that is so important to me, whether that is um, getting healthier or losing weight or getting out of debt or starting a business. And it's not that at all. We are very much focusing on that goal. We're just doing it in a different way, a different way that is often way more effective and way more sustainable. So I'm going to introduce you to one of my clients. Her name is Beth, and she's just got so much wisdom here. She was a stay-at-home mom of two kids looking to get back into the workforce. In fact, in the interview process, super excited about this new season of life when COVID came around and changed everything. And instead of spending less time at home, she's now spending more time than ever at home. And the the shift was really tough on her. And you'll hear her talk about how she started binge eating and how she started spending a lot of money to, quote, cope with the stress. But then everything shifted. And while she came into the 12 Weeks to Transformation with a goal of weight loss, And she came into the 12 Weeks to Transformation worried about spending the money, spending the money in general during COVID, but also spending the money on another thing. And even though as of the time we were recording, she was only about eight weeks into our 12 Weeks together, she saved more money than she ever imagined that she could, $4,000 in the first eight weeks. She saved, but also her marriage improved. She became a more present and a more patient parent. She says that she changed her relationship with food and so much more, so much more. She lost weight. So I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. One of the, one of the nuggets that really stood out to me, and this might have been after we stopped recording, but I wrote it down in my notes. She said, I'm willing to be uncomfortable to see what I'm capable of. I'm willing to be uncomfortable to see what I'm capable of. And she has, in eight weeks, transformed her mindset around food by focusing on the way that she thinks 
and, and I'm just excited for you guys to see inside. Like, what does this look like? What did she change? How did she change it? What tools did she use? And all of that. So without any further ado, I can't wait for you to hear this conversation with Beth. And if you want to learn more, we've got our fall 12 Weeks to Transformation coming up. This is actually our final 12 Weeks to Transformation ever. So if you want to be a part of it, I know, I, I don't know that I've said that on the podcast before, but it's true. We are not doing a 12 Weeks to Transformation in 2021. We've got some other exciting stuff coming, but this is the final 12 Weeks to Transformation that you will ever be able to be a part of. Seriously, that is not marketing speak. That is true. We are not offering the 12 Weeks to Transformation after 2020. So this is the last one, your last chance. If you want to understand kind of what it looks like, how it works, head over to the waitlist primalpotential.com forward slash transform. We give tons of bonuses, exclusive savings to the people who are on the wait list only. So primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Either go there now or write it down and go there later. Put it in your calendar so you don't forget. Primalpotential.com forward slash transform. You're going to want to be on the wait list, but seriously this time, without further ado, I'm excited for you to hear about Beth's transformation. All right. So what I am super excited to hear to kind of set the stage is what was going on in your life before you started with the 12 Weeks to Transformation that had you kind of thinking that you needed something or that you wanted structure or you wanted coaching? Take me back to what was happening in your life at that point. Sure. So I had just read your book and started diving into the podcast when I had heard about the 12 weeks. Um, and it, 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 I don't even think I knew that it was coming up quite yet, mm-hmm. but I knew about the program. Yep. Yeah, so I had that kind of in the back of my mind. And then at the time, so this is back in like February, March, I had decided to make this huge change. So I've been a stay-at-home mom with my two boys who are now five and three. And um, my husband works from home. And so we were kind of all home together all the time. And I was thinking, you know, I'm ready to get back out into the workforce. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed a change. And I had really convinced myself, like, this is the right move for me. It took so much like journaling and thinking and getting opinions and preparation. And I got my kids into the perfect daycare and I started interviewing and I was in the final steps of my process of, of getting my dream job, this job that I really wanted with the company I really wanted to work with. And um, literally at my last interview in person where I was meeting like the person that would be like my boss's boss. It was like, I had to wear a mask and we weren't allowed to, you know, shake hands and stuff. And I live in the Metro Detroit area, which was hard hit very early on by the um, COVID. And I just had a feeling when I was driving home and it just right at that moment, it felt like sort of everything fell apart as far as I heard back from that job that they were doing a hiring freeze and the daycare closed that, you know, I was going to send my kids to. And after just convincing myself like that I needed to get out of the house and do this thing for me and start earning my own money and giving, you know, uh, 
I was actually like forced to do the exact opposite thing, which is now stay home more, yeah. <laughs> spend more time with my kids, more time with my husband who already works from home yeah. and um, also not be able to see our friends and family. Uh, and um, we were under a very strict quarantine. So this is all, that's like the prelude yep. is that I was like, I'll never survive. And um, at that exact same moment, I started binge eating again, which is a history of mine. Um, and to cope with the stress. And uh, I also started spending money like crazy <laughs> to cope with the stress. And at the point that the 12 weeks came around, it was like, I need a, um, like, I need a life raft. Yeah. Uh, I felt like I was, like, in a really bad place. And um, so when I joined and, and uh, I had contacted you, actually, to say, like, I just don't know if I can do another program. Like, I'm so embarrassed to spend more money. Yeah. This is in the middle of my, like, spending my like COVID spending binge um, where I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And you gave me a pretty simple template to like have a conversation with my husband about it, who as always is, is super supportive and was like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever you think is best type yeah. of a thing. And um, so I was like, I'm going to lose my, and I'm going to lose my last 20 baby pounds was like why I joined. And that's why I told him I was joining, not all this other stuff, which is sort of like going on in the background. Yep. So sorry, that was kind of a long story. No, no. I'm really, really grateful for it because COVID changed so much for so many of us. And so many of us are kind of in this season where there's been so many massive shifts and it's disorienting. Many of us are, our lives look very similar, but also very different than they did right. six months ago. So you made the decision. You said yes to the 12 weeks, and we'll, we'll dive deep into some of the things you've mentioned. But tell me, I mean, here we are as we're recording this in about week eight. Tell me what has changed for you in the last eight weeks. Sure. Um, so it's going to sound really cliche to say everything, <laughs> but um, <laughs> it really has been everything. I mean, I had sort of, uh, I had decided pretty quickly after listening to some of your podcasts and, um, said, you know, we need to get on a budget and this is going to be important to me because a, I wanted to, I wasn't going to be able to get a job. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I wasn't going to get the job that I wanted. And for me to be able to leave my kids and find childcare for them during the pandemic, there was kind of going to be no job that was going to be worth that to me at, at, at that point. Sure. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to start us on a budget because I need to make the money back I spent on this 12 weeks and yeah. um, start feeling better about all these purchases that I made. And um, so within the first month, and in the meanwhile, I should say that I'm still having a really hard time with like my eating. Yep. My binging is like still really bad. I'm still like binging every night. Um, and, but in, in the meantime, I have, I got um, our first credit card statement after. So you know how like 
you have a credit card bill and then it kind of sits for a few weeks before, and then you pay it. And then the new statement comes out. That's like, so it took like four weeks for me to get like a new statement. Sure. To really see the impact. Right. To see the effects. And within the first four weeks of the 12 weeks, I had saved $2,000. You had saved $2,000. Yes. Wow. And I actually just got our second statement. Um, and, and that first one, it was actually more than $2,000, uh, slightly. And then the second statement, it was $2,000 again, exactly. So but I you saved, saved. Yes. Wow. So in eight weeks, I've saved $4,000. Um, what changed? Like how, how, in, how is what you've been doing in the 12 weeks related to money? Right. So the thing about the 12 weeks is that I've never, and like, I wish you could, I mean, I'm sure you do understand and I'm sure you hear this all the time. I have spent so much time and money on coaches and programs. Um, I've never done one-on-one coaching actually. Nope. never mind. That's not true. I have. (laughs) Okay. So that just, it was a lot of, I've read so many books and I just like could not implement it into my daily life. Could not. And I just had the hardest time taking it and taking practical steps. And with the 12 weeks, I just felt like the tools were really tangible. So I would sit down with my journal and say, um, you know, I had said to my husband who he's like, I'm really lucky because he's so go with the flow and just whatever. If I say like, I'm too tired to cook dinner, we have to order takeout. He says, okay, whatever you want. If I say, you know, we're going on a budget and we're only eating out once a week, he says, great. So it, that, and that, and that's the first, so I said, you know what, I'm going to cook. We're going to only eat out on Fridays. We're going to call it movie night. Yep. We're going to rent a movie on demand for the kids. We're going to order pizza or whatever and like yep. make it a big fun thing every Friday. And we did. And then, um, you know, food is expensive. So that was a huge thing. Yep. My, yep. my other problem is that like I was a big impulse purchaser. Mm-hmm. So I'm like really into skincare and like self-care. And, and um, so I would be like, Oh look, my serums on sale. Oh look, my night creams on sale. And that stuff adds up like crazy. Yeah. So it was like before I started to, whenever I wanted to buy something, and I do the same thing for my kids, especially when COVID started. I felt so bad for my son because his school had closed down. He's five, and it was like he was there one day and not there the next day. And his heart was broken. My heart was broken and he missed his friends and he didn't quite understand. So I was buying him stuff like crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, so I just, every time I wanted to make a purchase, I would write it down Mm -hmm. and give it time and space and say like, now, dude, I really need this. Or is there, you know, what was I trying to achieve with this? Okay. I'm trying to make my son feel better in the moment, but like he can also feel better in the moment if I sit and play um, Legos with him or play superheroes with him or do some of this stuff that's like his favorite thing that I'm always kind of like, "Uh, you know, I don't really want to sit and like get action (laughs) figures out and like, but you know, it makes him so happy. So does that make sense? It was sort of that Mm -hmm. with money that like delaying, it was just not being impulsive and sticking to a plan. And I was feeling like I had control over that. And with my husband, he 
collects vinyl records mm-hmm. and um he can spend like a tremendous amount of money on records if he feels like it and I just had sort of asked him I gave him a budget and said hey can you stick to this mm-hmm. he agreed and then he's actually been like selling records that he doesn't listen to oh, that's to cool. more to add more to his budget so that he can buy stuff that he really wants and it, it's it's like more fun it's yeah. more it's a lot more gratifying um to to ha- I like have, having the budget and the control and just sort of, it feels like everything you get then is a little more special. Like I could cry just talking about how nice it is to like, on the, when that Friday comes, I'm like, yes, I don't have to cook. We're using paper plates. Yeah. Like this is amazing. And um, the kids get so excited and they know like when we're eating pizza that we're going to rent a movie and we're going to have popcorn. And it just, it's better. It's just like a, a better way for for us to live right now. I love that you said that you write it down to give it time and space. I did the exact same thing when I first started to make a forever shift with food. I didn't want to say no when I thought like, oh, it'd be great to go get ice cream from this ice cream place near my house where I lived at the time, or, oh, I would love a chicken chimichanga with queso on top. I wasn't telling myself, no, I would literally write it down. Yeah. And it was for later. So that is that is a tool for so many areas of life. I love that you're using it with spending. Okay, so we established that in the first eight weeks, you saved $4,000. What other changes have you created in the first eight weeks of your 12 Weeks to Transformation? So I was still having this problem around um, binge eating. And I was listening to some of your older podcasts where you talk more about like nutrition and micronutrients and stuff. And you're going to laugh because now you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you're that girl because you probably don't know my Instagram handle. (laughs) But um, I had sent you a message. So I was like getting really into the sugar um, and its effect like on your your mental health and exercise and its its effects on mental health. And, um, I was like, you know, I'm really moody. Like I have these crazy mood swings, um, especially right before on my cycle. Mm -hmm. And, um, I also have a history of depression and I, it's, it's seasonal, but I, um, take medication and, uh, it's really bad. Mm -hmm. So, cause again, I live in the Midwest, so for like eight months out of the year, it feels like it's like dark from, you know, 4 p.m. till, you know, 10 a.m. or something. Um, And, uh, oh gosh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I sent you a message being like, um, what can I do for my hormones around this? And you sent me a message back saying like, cut out sugar and start seed cycling. (laughs) So I cut out sugar first and sugar being like sugar, but sugar also being like carbs. And I started, started like, I, it was almost, and and, and then I changed my mindset to say, I now I'm going to, because eating to lose weight and to look at the scale and do this whole thing where it's like, oh no, I'm up one and a half pounds. And then I go eat 
like, because I'm like unsatisfied. So then I go eat more and then I restrict and then I binge and then I restrict. I'm like, you know, screw the scale. Yeah. I'm just going to focus on eating so that I feel um, less moody, more clear headed. As Yay. soon as I cut out, yeah. <laughs> as soon as I cut out sugar, I mean, it is like, I just feel like a different person. Isn't so, it amazing? I, yeah, I just, um, yeah. And it's been a lot of like, I can't believe this is really it because I went to, oh my gosh, I went to my, my dad's birthday and I had, uh, my mom had made me like a margarita. So I had one and I'm, then I had a piece of pie because it was from the um, cider mill by my house, which is pretty, um, you know, it's like, we only have it probably once or twice a year. So I had sure. a piece of yep. this berry Special. pie. Yep. Yeah. And, um, that's like my dad's favorite and I had ice cream and then I had, um, this margarita and I felt like such total trash that I could not even like function yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't like play with my kids and I just felt so foggy. And the same thing happens when I have carbs at lunch. Like if I have any carbs at lunch, I'm so addicted to the peace that I feel around food if I don't have sugar that like I can't imagine having carbs in the middle of the day or sugar in the middle of the day like ever again. I'm so glad you brought that up and that you differentiated it from like wanting to lose weight or the number on the scale because whether it is sugar or it's sugar and carbs or it's dairy or it's alcohol, it's going to be different things for different people. But most people don't know how good it feels to feel good because their norm for so long has been the binge restrict cycle or it's been inconsistency. And they haven't, it makes me think about the chapter I wrote in Chasing Cupcakes about the experience of maximum effort. You can always go back to the way things were, but giving right. yourself the experience is so powerful because you won't know just how good you feel. And now it's not that you have this like self-discipline muscle that came out of nowhere and you're a super, right. it's rather you just don't want to feel crappy. And I, yeah. I have seen that in my own life so many times, but where, where it became like a, just so obvious that i it's so deeply ingrained in me was in the probably first 12 weeks after Dagny died that the, the grief and the pain and the sadness is there constantly, but Mm -hmm. my mood stability hinges on how I eat. And like clockwork, if I say yes to the sugar, if I say yes to the alcohol, I can expect the struggle to be dramatically worse with yeah. my mood and just that, that emotional volatility. So that is, that is so major. Let me ask you this. Has your husband noticed any shift in your mood since you've made this change or your kids? Do you know, like my kids, um, like my kids wouldn't be able to say either way because I think they're too young. I think that my husband would definitely agree. Um, he hasn't said anything except, I'm not kidding, today, just yesterday and today, he was like, you look really good. Like, you look like you're really toning up. Aww. And um, I was like, oh. Uh, 
So just, and, and because I knew we were talking today, I actually did step on this field this morning because I was like, what if, you know, I can give Elizabeth a number or whatever. And now this is like keeping in mind like that for the first probably four weeks to the 12 weeks at least. You weren't working on this. No, I was still binging Correct. like nightly. And um, I have lost six pounds. So That's amazing. I know without like, without even, um, yeah. And I was like, my clothes fit better, but like, I feel so much better, um, that it's not even like the vanity that I felt of, I need to get back down to this weight. And I was before I had kids when I was miserable, by the way, like not right. happy at that weight was hard to maintain. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, like I just don't feel that way anymore. And I started like a workout routine that I really love. And I went from working out. I, I had been looking, I used the checklist feature in the um, identity journal. And I like track when I work out and I track when I stick to like my um, carb goals. And um, I do like um, a 24 hour fast a couple days a week, but that's, that's been, um, I've been doing that for a couple of years. So I'm a little more like fat adapted, I think, than, um, sure. Then like, so giving up, I feel like maybe giving up carbs would be a little harder if you weren't used to doing like a little bit of fasting, Sure, but it was, it's still hard. But anyways, I have been working out for the last three weeks when I started, um, four days a week, the first two weeks and three days last week when we took a little like weekend away to like our, our parents' cottage up North, yeah. but like going from zero to being like, wait, like, do I work out now? Is this a thing I do? All right. Like, that's amazing. It, it is. It's crazy. And, um, I just feel like, um, you know, I also realized like for better or for worse, my mood and my ability to stay positive and uh, it affects my entire house because it affects my kids feed off of my mood it's palpable when I'm in a bad mood and when I'm being crappy to them or when I'm being crappy to my husband, like they're crappy to me. Yeah. They are, they don't behave. They, everyone is miserable. And it does feel like I was feeling like it's a lot of pressure for me all the time to be like, it's okay. We can do it. Like just think about next year when we can go to the zoo again or whatever yeah. um, to a more like, I genuinely just feel better am happier am more present with them. Me and my husband fight so much less. I mean, I wish I could just like, I know it sounds like I'm making it up. It's like, it's just really not. It's the, the journaling and the moving. I move from the problem mm. to the solution, like in a second after this, just the tools that we've learned in these first like eight weeks. I was actually going to ask you about that. I was going to ask you, I mean, as you're talking about big changes, you're talking about big money changes, you're talking about big mindset changes, health changes, food pattern changes, uh, hormonal changes, relationship changes, which of the tools or which of the challenges have kind of helped you the most? You mentioned the identity journal. That's, that's like my go-to. Um, but what tools or challenges have been the most helpful to you to, to facilitate this? So I think, I mean, journaling every day is 
I actually, I've sort of always wanted to be a journaler and could never stick with it. And I still have a hard time because I don't, um, which is like something else I, I wanted to mention too, but I don't have a good morning routine that like, where I can sit down and journal every morning. But um, so when I'm like a spot, when I'm on my journaling game, like I can sit and I'm thoughtful and I'm not just like rushing through it and trying to like speed write what I ate that day or whatever. Yeah. It's very helpful. And I found that to be really helpful with like the spending and really helpful for like what went wrong yesterday because I, I don't want it to seem like a light switch flipped or something. And I have been like an angel the last, you know, the eight weeks, like, which is just not the case at all. It's like, I have, I even, I was looking back at my checklist and I only Eight and I I classify like a binge as like eating after I put the kids to bed, after the kitchen is quote unquote like closed, mm -hmm. um and standing in the kitchen and like eating you know, yep. um I've only done that once in the past three weeks, and was doing it literally every night for, I mean since COVID since February. That's amazing. So the affirmations are super helpful to me. I say. Um, can I give like two of mine that are Please. like my favorite? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so I say, um, I am a creative and energetic and I know that yours is problem solver. And I say parent. So I say like, mm -hmm. I'm a creative and energetic parent. Like I can figure out how to, how to have fun with this. I can figure out like, you know, I'm, I'm an, it just helps me to say, to like identify as that because I. I don't sit on the couch and like watch my kids play yeah. ever anymore. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I used to like try to even take, like if they both took a nap, I would like take a nap with them. Yeah. And it's just not, it's just like not what I, not what I do anymore. But I say like, I'm a creative and energetic parent. And then I say, um, and this is when, uh, when I want to eat something usually that I don't, uh, and, and, and I know I shouldn't, as I say, I'm willing to be uncomfortable to see what I'm capable of. Mm. So like, um, when, cause I still, after years and years, I mean, since I can remember of like being yo, you know, yo-yo dieting, constantly worrying about what I look like, constantly worrying about what I was eating. Of course, like I feel when I feel stressed out, I want to eat. When I yep. put the kids to bed and I can finally exhale after an entire day, yep. I want to eat. Like I want to sit down and stuff my face and like numb out and like saying, we don't do that anymore. It's going to be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But like, you know what, within 15 minutes, like I'm over it and moving on to the next thing. You just have to, you know, remind myself. Yeah. We don't so, have to um, escape that feeling of discomfort. It's okay to feel it right. and to work through it. And that's how uncomfortable things become comfortable. Right. And like the, uh, and I also say like I eat and move through the world to feel amazing. Yeah. So if I, it doesn't feel amazing to like snap at my yeah. husband. It doesn't feel amazing to like yell at my kid when he accidentally slaps me in the face, which like happens, you know, happens constantly. Right. And it, it's just, 
really asking myself, like, what is going to make me feel proud? What is going to make me not regret this decision? Uh, And um, you had said something in a podcast about, like, when you feel low energy and you want to skip your workout, it's like, well, are you going to take a nap? Because if you're going to take a nap, okay. But if you're not, the only other way you're going to get that energy is to work out. Yep. And I literally tell myself that, like, am I going to, I'm not going to lay down and take a nap. I'm not really a napper. So I bet I'll feel better. I, every single time I work out, I feel better after. I Me bet too. I'm going to feel better after this time. Yep. So like I always do the um, workout program that I do, they ask you before it's an app and they ask you before, like, how do you feel? And you pick an emotion. Yep. And then after they say, how do you feel? And you pick another emotion. And I always pick like grateful, energized, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And this, I actually wrote this down in my notes to, to say to you too. Please. The, pro- the practice of looking for gratitude because you're keeping track of your gratitude yep. <laughs> in the program, the process of looking for gratitude everywhere you go or is like for me was like the first thing that I noticed that was shifting. It could sort of feel everything shifting. Like yep. when my kids are happy And, like, I look to see, like, what I'm writing down. Like, I'm writing down that the kids were playing well together or that one of them said this funny thing or that we were all laughing at, you know, the dog or that, you know, it's always, like, me me taking care of my body and my mental health is – helps them – which makes them happier, which makes me happier, which makes everyone happier, which makes me find gratitude, like, with, like, literally everything, like, with the new sheets I bought, with the, you know, that we're all healthy, like, I just write, you know, I write that down every day, like, yeah, people, you know, at this point, it's like, whatever, 160,000 people, like, didn't wake up this morning because of this pandemic, like, and we did, and just being able to, you know, recognize that and kind of try to pause and appreciate it. Yeah. What would you say to somebody who's listening right now who would love to have these shifts that you've made, whether arguing less with their spouse or being more patient and present with their kids or losing weight or stopping binging or any of these things that, you, that you've done in just a short eight weeks, but they're afraid because they don't trust themselves. They've spent the money like you had and, and they're kind of on the fence. What would you say to that person? Like if, and I didn't trust myself either. Um, and when I did sign up, I felt sick because Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this again. Um, But I would say like the reason that you want to do it and that you feel like, you know, it's something that could help you is because it can and you can and you want to do it because you want to change. Yeah. And if you just the the thing about this program is like it's not for everyone because if you don't want to do the work don't bother it's not easy right um and like 
I, you know, I yelled at my kids today. <laughs> it's not like everything is perfect by any means, but like, you know, you feel the pull because you know what, you know that you're capable of better right. than this and you know, you can feel better than this. So it's, it's like what, you know, you have to take that step to find out because it's there and, and you have it in you. You just have to like, let yourself succeed, like get out of your way yeah. and do it. I love that. And I am just so, so grateful that you are willing to share your experience, which is so personal, but it's so inspiring. And I am beyond excited to see what this journey looks like for you in four weeks and in four months and in four years, because I really believe that you have just fundamentally shifted the way you think about things. And that is just what opens so many doors. So thank you so much for being willing to share this. It's so important. No, thank you. Uh, like I, I really think that, uh, you give people the tools to change their life, like they, to teach a man to fish or whatever. Like you've yeah. taught me how to fish for a, a happier existence. So I'm, I'm, I'm all ever grateful to you. Thank you. I'm fangirling out right now. <laughs> I think you're amazing. So thank you. Likewise. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I did and that you are leaving as encouraged and as inspired as I am. We can do huge things in short amounts of time when we have the right approach, when we have the right tools, when we have the right support. Even if it's been a struggle for you for a long time, that doesn't mean it has to continue to be a struggle. And I would love the opportunity to work with you in our, yes, our final 12 Weeks to Transformation registration opens up super soon um, because we work through the last 12 weeks of the year. Well, actually, we stop a couple weeks before Christmas, but you get the point. What you're going to need to do is get on the wait list because we have exclusive savings and bonuses and discounts that we only offer to people who are on the wait list. That is where we open up registration first. Go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Primalpotential.com forward slash transform. Do it right now while you're thinking about it so you don't forget. And I hope that I get to create a similar experience with you, alongside you, this fall. Make it a great day. Thanks so much for listening to the Primal Potential Podcast, where our goal is not to help you learn. Our goal is to help you change. This is a year of action. Take something you learned from this episode and put it into action in your life today. To learn more about working more closely with me and the Primal Potential team, please visit primalpotential.com forward slash transform.